0: Hey, bubs, welcome back to a brand new episode of Talkin' Snicked, the best podcast there is at what it does, and what it does best is tell you about Wolverine. I am your host, Ryan. Today's episode is going to be a slight departure from the norm. Today we are focusing on video games to celebrate E3 going on this week. That is the Electronic Entertainment Expo So, All Things Video Games are coming out this week, and to honor that, we are going to cover Wolverine's video game appearances. Now, before we start talking Wolverine in the video games, I wanted to tell you a bit about my gaming history. Like most people my age, I was born in 1985, so I grew up in a household with a Nintendo Entertainment System, and NES, that little gray box that was oh so wonderful and oh so terrible at the same time. I was a complete Nintendo kid. I had Mario 1, 2, and 3, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1. One of the things that has always stayed with me regarding the NES is how difficult these games are. And of course, Wolverine's first two appearances on the NES were no exception to that rule. Uh, growing up, when I was a little bit older, I do remember I got a Sega Genesis instead of a Super Nintendo. But with the release of the N64, I was right back on that Nintendo train. And I've had every Nintendo system since. Uh, GameCube, Wii, Wii U. Uh, I recently got a Nintendo Switch finally, you know, over a year after, after its release, but uh, I'm not much of a gamer anymore. Uh, When I was a kid, I mean, that's all I did. And weekends I was gaming anything from, you know, retro games, I guess now, even when I was in high school back in the early 2000s, I still loved playing, uh, hooking up my NES or my Sega Genesis and playing those games uh, rather than playing, you know, the new games out on the PlayStation and, the GameCube, and then eventually the Xbox. Uh, I did have a PlayStation 1 and a PlayStation 2, and I did have an Xbox uh, original, uh, but I haven't had any non-Nintendo system since uh, the Xbox and the PS2. So no 360, no Xbox One, no PS3 or 4. Never had a Vita or anything like that. Um, I have had all the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP, DS, 3DS. So I've had all those, all those ones too. So uh, I've always kind of been, more, uh, you know, more of a casual gamer. Even when I played games a lot, I usually only play one game at a time. I know there's a lot of people out there that play three or four games at a time. Uh, my old co-host on the Nerdology 5280 podcast I was on uh, is a huge gamer. He's got all the systems. He gets new games, seemingly two or three new games a month that he tries to play through and focus on just to kind of make sure that he stays in the know of what cool innovations and things there are out there. But yeah, I've never been a gamer. Uh, Even when E3 comes out, I don't generally watch it. But having gotten my Switch and playing the crap out of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, I kind of am sort of back on the uh, gaming bandwagon, at least for the foreseeable future. And this upcoming E3, I guess at the time that you're listening to this, will already be about halfway through E3, pretty close to the end there, and uh, this is the first time in a long time I've actually been pretty excited. I think the last time I actually watched an E3, uh, the, Nite- the Nintendo conference at E3, was when they announced the 3DS so, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while since I've gamed, but I thought in light of all the gaming that's going on and everyone kind of getting caught up in all the news from Microsoft and Sony and even from some major developers like Ubisoft and Bethesda, of course, uh, that uh, a look at Wolverine's video games would be would be fun. So just kind of give you guys all a rundown of the Wolverine-specific games and then uh, a couple of the honorable mentions of, you know, the larger X-Men games that he's appeared in. But his very first solo title was all the way back on the NES. It was a game called Wolverine and it came out in 1991. Now, again, this was back before voice acting. This was back before there were stars. It was just random licensed products. Uh, Wolverine was no exception to those rules it was just your basic platformer you had things like hamburgers that will help increase your life gauge you had some cool mutant powers you know you got to slash at people with your claws but again this is the world of 8-bit graphics so nothing terrible you know no kind of disembowelments no severed limbs no red mist just you hit the guys and they would blink away into oblivion And if I recall correctly, there were about eight levels of this game. I've actually watched some uh, recent gameplay videos on YouTube. Apparently it's a fairly popular game and you can find people that are doing like complete run-throughs in like 25 to 35 minutes, uh, which is pretty interesting because I remember I would sit down and play this as a kid and it would take me an hour of constantly getting game overs just to get to stage two. So it's fun to see these, these guys come in and just, yep here we are at the very beginning all the way through to the final battle and the final battle it's real easy to nerf it uh, there's a way where if you hit the final boss right then he won't even be able to hit you once and you'll the the final boss battle is with Sabretooth, who in you know 1991 was really wolverine's biggest nemesis at this point and so you finally get to like this cliff and you have a showdown with Sabretooth. And if you play your cards just right and you do, like, a upper hand jab, then you just jab him, like, eight times and then knock him off the cliff. And that's the game. <laughs> so a real simple game. There's, uh, you know, memes and stuff that you can find on social media kind of making fun of the fact that it's a real simple boss fight after this, like, big, long, hard platforming game. Uh, you get to this final boss battle but I mean it was a fun game it was in 1991 this was right before the Jim Lee costume redesign put Wolverine back in his classic blue and yellow suit so at this point it was still Wolverine in his brown and tan or brown and orange costume that he wore in the late 80s which is my personal favorite of his Uh, I mean don't get me wrong I love the yellow and blue but I think Laura looks better in the uh the yellow and blue I actually prefer my Wolverine in the Brown and tan costume. And so this one, it took its, uh, the box art took the cover of Wolverine volume two, number 11, I think the one from Jim Lee, where it's got Wolverine just kind of jumping through the air, a uh, real iconic pose where he's like all, all stretched out and everything and his arms are straight ahead of him, claws popped and all that. He's got this really ferocious kind of yell playing at his lips on this cover. And, and that's the image they use for the box art. So that was Wolverine's very first solo adventure on any platform. And uh I mean it was fun. Like I said, it's uh it's a tough it's a tough game and uh it's still a lot of fun though. Especially if you like platformers, if you like retro games, if you like Wolverine. Now, Wolverine did return in his very own solo adventure called Wolverine Adamantium Rage and this was a dual system game that came out on both the Super Nintendo Entertainment System or SNES as well as the Sega Genesis in 1994 and this game was a lot more difficult and the differences between the Sega and the SNES games were uh, very noticeable. Uh, as far as the storyline, it's fairly the same. It's kind of starts off where Wolverine is hanging out like in the danger room at the X-Mansion and he gets this weird cryptic computer message and it kind of sends him on this mission where we get like six levels or five levels or so of him where it's kind of running around, but it seems mostly boss fight. It's like mostly boss fight central where you have like a quick quick level boss fight and then you can go explore a different area which is a quick level and then another boss fight but it does add in a few more villains that are noticeable from wolverine's past you know you still got your saber tooths but now you've got your lady death strikes you've got your blood screams shockingly enough um, who is a character that appeared alongside another character named roughhouse uh, fairly early in wolverine volume two uh He was kind of like a superpower vampire kind of deal, Um, hence the name Blood Scream. Anywho, uh, so you can fight them. Like like I said, Lady Deathstrike. I think you fight a Wendigo and you fight Cyber, I believe. But this game, rather than having a life meter and then giving you the ability to find various power-ups to replenish your life, like in all platformers, you had a percentage of life. So you can be at hundred percent health. You can be as far down as 13% health. And it was really the first game to utilize Wolverine's healing factor to an extent. And it worked pretty well. Uh, if you, uh, obviously on the boss fights, the boss fights were a little bit more tough because the boss fight was actively engaging you. But in some of the levels, you know, if your health got too far down, then you can just, wait around for a little while, let yourself regenerate. So that was pretty cool. Kind of the first thing that did that. Like I said, the Genesis game, it seems to be more level-based and the boss fights were a little easier, whereas like the SNES game seemed to be a little shorter on the levels with slightly more difficult boss fights and a couple of slight differences in the storyline. But ultimately very similar and a uh, pretty decent game. It's one that I have on the SNES and I I still play it on occasion. But again, with those older games, you know, they're a lot more difficult than, uh, than you remember, especially when you get into adulthood and you're not as hardcore of a gamer anymore and your reflexes have dulled like mine have. Uh, I have a hard time just getting through one level and one boss fight anymore. So uh, it's still pretty tough, but you can find gameplay videos of these on YouTube as well. And I recommend if you're interested, check it out. Um, As for this and the Wolverine on NES, uh, I don't know of any emulators that you can try to find for like Mac or PC, uh, but you can probably find them out there if you uh, look hard enough and and know where to look. Like I said, I'm not a gamer and I haven't been for a long time. So I'm uh, not too familiar with how all the emulators and things work nowadays. Uh, not long after that well actually yeah like seven years after that so actually quite a while uh, x-men wolverine's rage came out so unlike adamantium rage this one was wolverine's rage so this was i guess more of a berserker rage this one came out for the game boy color back in 2001 and bubs this game is not good it uh you can find it Relatively inexpensive on eBay, which I guess is nice. And if you still have um, a GameCube with the Game Boy Player, or if you still have a working Game Boy or Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance, uh, then you'd be able to play this one. I don't think it's shown up on any eShop ever. Uh, So if you have a DS or a 3DS, I think you are SOL here. Uh, But you can find gameplay videos of this one too. And Think of how difficult those platformers used to be back in the Ness and SNES days and how difficult they were in the black and white Game Boy days. Well, just because the game's in full color doesn't mean it's any easier, and this game was no exception. It had somewhat clunky controls. It had really a weak story. It was pretty much the same story as the Wolverine Adamantium Rage but watered down quite a bit to make room for just the straight up play style. Which, I mean, from Game Boy games outside of like the RPGs that you would get, like the Final Fantasy ports and the Pokemon games, uh, the platformers were very simple. It was turn, put it in the system, turn the system on, and immediately start playing until the very end when you got like a little bit of closure saying stuff like, now that Wolverine has vanquished the hand and Weapon X, he can live his days in peace with Lady Mariko and the rest of his X-Men friends. I mean, that's how much story you're going to get in these uh, these old Game Boy games. But it's Wolverine. It's still pretty fun. He's in his classic blue and yellow costume, which is always nice. So that was fun. So next up, we have the X2 movie tie-in, which was X2 Wolverine's Revenge. And this one came out in 2003 to coincide with the release of X2 X-Men United. And the game itself struggles from poor gameplay, poor mechanics, poor graphics. Uh, The graphics in this game really weren't anything, weren't any better than like say GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64 or any of your other basic PlayStation games. But It came out in 2003. Like, this was the era of the GameCube, the PS2, and the Xbox. Like, there was no reason that the graphics could not have been better uh, than they were. But they were pretty bad. And like I said, the gameplay was kind of clunky. The storyline was interesting enough. And a little cool fact about that is the story for the game itself was actually written by Wolverine veteran writer Larry Hama. So you got some interesting insight into Wolverine's background but kind of merged into the very loose X-Men movie continuity at the time it featured villains like Hydra and included a weird backstory for characters like Nightcrawler and i actually believe there were a couple levels that you played of that you played as Nightcrawler as the game was sort of mostly prequel to X2 and then a little bit of sequel to X Two, so uh, the game itself, like I said, not all that great, but an interesting take. And uh, unfortunately, it was a swing and a miss. I think bringing in Larry Hama to do the story was actually pretty interesting, though. Like I said, it kind of, if you remember X Two, X Two starts off with Wolverine kind of returning home from his journey, in this journey of you know self discovery that ultimately led him fruitlessly, unfortunately to Alkali Lake um which in movie continuity is like the base of operations for Weapon X and it's where he underwent his transformation I guess more of like his uh his alteration where they ad- bonded the adamantium to his bones and everything in the in the movie continuity that took place at a base called Alkali Lake and uh the beginning of X2 Wolverine has discovered the base and unfortunately doesn't find anything else and so This story kind of tells how Nightcrawler came under the control of Weapon X and Wolverine's journey that led him there. And then, of course, like I said, there's also a little bit that kind of takes place after X2 as well. But a nice try, but it fell a little too short. The next one that was a Wolverine-centric game was called X-Men The Official Game, And this one came out in 2006. It was the official tie-in for X-Men The Last Stand, which was X3, an abysmal movie. And although the game also is very clunky and suffers from the same problems that X2 Wolverine's Revenge did, being, you know, dated graphics, wonky gameplay, it at least tried to deepen the storyline and unfortunately it didn't meet those standards so x3 bad movie x-men the official game also bad and since then wolverine has only really had one other solo adventure and that is in the x-men origins wolverine tie-in game now we've talked about the x2 tie-in game and we've talked about the x3 tie-in game and how both of those fell short and for the most part we're pretty terrible games outside of a semi-riveting story. X-Men Origins Wolverine is the exact opposite. This is a game that is better than the movie that it was based on. And don't get me wrong, I love Wolverine, and I can watch X-Men Origins Wolverine, and I can find the things that are cool. I can find the nods to the comics that are awesome, rather than having to shake my head at the things that really ruined the character like oh i don't know saber tooth being wolverine's brother for example i mean just there's so much damage done to this character and so many liberties taken with wolverine's background that leave me as a wolverine fan possibly even a wolverine scholar kind of scratching my head but x-men origins wolverine the game was phenomenal yes it does kind of fall into the same bad things that the movie does because it's basically, instead of being before the movie or after the movie, it's just the game version of the movie. So all the main beats that the movie hits, the game hits too. And because the gameplay is so great and because the graphics are actually pretty good for a 2009 game, uh, we kind of let all that stuff go. Wolverine is a character many people believe should not be censored wolverine is a mature character he's an r-rated character he is capable of extreme violence and graphic gore and up to this point 2009 we hadn't had a hardcore wolverine in live action or in an animated environment or in a video game but X-Men Origins Wolverine, the game changed that. This was a game that I believe the PS2 and the Wii versions are T for teen. Maybe M for mature, but the Xbox 360 version is M for mature without a doubt. I forget what it's called. I want to say is the like untamed edition, something like that. Um, it's phenomenal. It uh it doesn't pull any punches. Go on to YouTube and watch gameplay footage of this game if you haven't had the chance to play it. It's phenomenal. It is ultra violent. I mean, maybe not quite up there with like Resident Evil, uh, but pretty violent there is I mean, there's like fifty or a hundred different ways that Wolverine can Kill an enemy in this game using his claws, and they don't shy away from it. Other things that are about this game that are really cool is the use of Wolverine's healing factor and how it changes the character's appearance. Like when he takes damage, you see his costume get battered, you see parts of his skin and his flesh getting torn away to the point where if you've taken enough damage to the front of the character then there's actually like parts of his adamantium skeleton that are hanging out until Wolverine has been given enough time to heal. Another thing about this game, once you've kind of moved past how awesome it is for being as violent as it is, it's just a good story. They take some of the parts in the movie that were, you know, action-packed and everything, but because it's in a game and they want to build a level around it, they've been able to stretch it out and they actually Add to the story. It's great. Playing this game in addition to watching the movie might give you a little bit better appreciation because there are things that you can take from the canon of the game and insert in between the cracks to the canon of the film. And you're actually left with a fairly positive experience. Uh, So great game. Again, like I said, it's M for Mature. I think T for Teen on uh, Wii and PS2. uh, But definitely worth checking out. I have had this game recommended to me by a lot of different friends, friends who are Wolverine lovers, friends who don't particularly care for Wolverine or the X-Men, fans who are hardcore gamers, fans who are casual gamers like myself, fans who don't really even game all that often, but this happened to be one of the few titles they've ever played simply because it looked fun. Uh, Everyone I've talked to recommends the game highly. And like I said, The graphics were good for when it was. It was a good storyline, but ultimately the gameplay is what makes this such a fun game. All the features you would have wanted to have in X2 Wolverine's Revenge and X-Men, the official game, you actually get in this one. And one of my favorite features of this game in particular is the ability to unlock different costumes. What's the one biggest complaint that x-men fans have had with any of the x-men movies the lack of comic accurate costumes yes the characterizations have been mixed up but for the most part they work in the context of the film canon but the thing that sucks is we've never seen the x-men putting on their beautiful spandex costumes and going out and fighting crime and this game actually gives that to us you can unlock wolverine's classic blue and yellow costume which is slightly updated. It's more closer to like his astonishing X-Men costume from the mid 2000s. Uh, but you can also unlock the classic brown and tan. And I believe I can't remember if I ever did, but I I think there's an X-Force style costume. Uh, the X-Force comic with Wolverine as the team lead had only recently come out. If you remember Messiah complex was about 07 08. And then that came out right about the same time. And I'm pretty sure there was an X-Force or at least an X-Force similar costume, the black and gray with the red eyes and everything. Uh, So being able to unlock those costumes and then play the game in costume was was a lot of fun. And, I mean, that pretty much covers it for Wolverine's solo games, his Wolverine-centric storylines. Again, that was Wolverine on the NES in 1991. That was Wolverine, Adamantium Rage on the Sega Genesis and the Super NES back in 1994. It was X-Men, Wolverine's Rage, Game Boy Color 2001. X2, Wolverine's Revenge on the GameCube, PlayStation 2 and Xbox in 2003. X-Men, the official game on those same systems in 2006. And then X-Men Origins Wolverine on the Wii, PlayStation 2, and Xbox 360 in 2009. So here we are in 18 years. Wolverine had about six games or one every three years. And in the last nine years, we've had zero Wolverine games. So I hope that changes here real soon. Heck, at this point, I would love to get a Wolverine game with all new Wolverine. Give me Laura Kinney and Gabby and Jonathan the actual Wolverine in a lighthearted kind of fun beat 'em up. That would be great. Throw in Ken, throw in Old Man Logan, throw in Wolverine as an unlockable character or something. Just a you know an old fashioned platforming beat 'em up. I would love to see something like that. And who knows, with uh you know possible rumors of a Disney or even a Comcast and Fox deal on the horizon. Maybe it's not outside of the realm of possibility that Wolverine will return to the small screen and to consoles worldwide. So before I let you guys go, and again, it's this is going to be another short episode. This is what we get in our themeless month of June. Just a bunch of quick, fun episodes of topics that I want to talk about, but don't really have the time to devote a full episode to or don't have the ability really to focus a whole 45 to an hour long on this i wanted to go ahead and do some honorable mentions of my favorite x-men games featuring wolverine so wolverine on the nes in 1991 was his second video game appearance and the first one was a game called the uncanny x-men or just the x-men that was also an nes game that came out in 1989 now this game sucks it's awesome in that you have a fun group of heroes to choose from it is the lineup from the pride of the x-men cartoon from like 1989 so you have cyclops wolverine storm colossus nightcrawler and dazzler but the game itself is pretty crappy you like form a team of two and you go out and it's a lot like the original tmnt game for the nes where it's like half platformer half top-down weird scrolling game it is impossible to beat the power-ups for your health are way too few and far between and if you want to use your awesome mutant abilities then you have to sacrifice your health to do so it is a crappy game if you own it great if you don't own it i don't recommend that you go out and buy it and play it unless you're a some, something of an X-Men sadist like, or I guess X-Men masochist like I am, and you will put yourself through hell just for the X-Men label. Uh, this game is on my to-get list, and so far, for me at least, it's proven pretty hard to track down. But who knows, maybe I'm just not looking in the right places. But uh, that's an honorable mention, if only because it's his very first appearance, and it was based on the Pride of the X-Men lineup. Now, The exact opposite was the Konami arcade game that came out back in 1992. This, to to this day, is still just one of the best X-Men games. And it's probably because it came out in that golden age of arcades, which was the very early 90s. I mean, this was during the Street Fighter boom. This was during the, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then, of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... Oh, gosh, what was it? The Hyperstone Heist or... Something like that. I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, Turtles in Time. My bad. Uh, So some great arcade games coming out for the Ninja Turtles and uh, the Simpsons. Also had a really great arcade game. And the X-Men jumped in on the action. And my favorite thing about this is if you were lucky enough to find the dual-screened arcade cabinet, you and five other friends could all play the game together there are six playable characters the exact same ones as last time wolverine cyclops nightcrawler storm colossus and dazzler and if you had five friends and you had enough quarters then all six of you could each be a different character and play the game all together which made those boss fights so much easier (laughs) Uh, they released it i believe on the playstation and the xbox online stores five or six years ago as well as on the apple app store which uh, i was able to actually download it for 99 cents but due to uh, a rights issue konami i guess was no longer able to offer that game and it's been removed on all the platforms you can't buy it on the app store and you can't get it on either the playstation or the xbox online stores anymore either luckily i happen to have an ipad mini Original generation one, which like doesn't support any operating system past like seven or nine or something, and so I'm still able to play it <laughs> on that crappy old iPad. Uh, but yeah, so if you were lucky enough to have gotten it, then great. Like I said, it's great, but it's not nearly as much fun in single player, and it's not very fun on a touch screen. But that arcade is great. It is like my probably like my life goal to have the six person arcade cabinet like in my basement at some point in my life uh i told the wife that and she thinks i'm crazy but whatever like some people are like yeah i really want to have like a ferrari or a corvette or a mustang or whatever i don't even know what nice cars are because i'm not a car guy uh yeah my life goal is like yeah if i ever have four thousand dollars i'm gonna buy the six player x-men arcade cabinet because i don't know I don't even have <laughs> I don't even have five friends. That's <laughs> sad, uh, but yeah, I just I would love to have that man. That would be so much fun. Anyway, uh, so that is an honorable mention. Uh, another honorable mention. If you remember, I said that I was a Nintendo kid, but I did choose the Genesis over the Super Nintendo, and I'm glad I did because there was one really crappy and one really awesome X Men game that came out for the Sega Genesis that were Sega Genesis exclusives, and that was X Men. And X-Men 2, The Clone Wars. Now, X-Men's a lot of fun because you have the 90s cast. You can be, I want to say the playable characters was like Cyclops, Wolverine, uh, Gambit, Nightcrawler was in there, which is cool. Uh, I think Jubilee, maybe, Psylocke. Uh, But then you can also get assists from like Archangel or Jean Grey or Beast or professor Xavier. So like there were ways that you could save up and actually call other mutants to like assist you during boss fights. Or if you got to a particularly difficult part in a level, I believe the only problem with that was it was really hard to collect what you had to collect in order to summon these characters. And as far as like the life goes, it was pretty difficult. Like it's actually a very hard game uh, despite how, how it, plays so even though it's fun because of the characters you can be and that the gameplay is you know just your basic platformer it was still a very difficult game to beat unlike x-men 2 and the clone wars which was much more accessible to your everyday gamer uh, it was basically a platformer slash beat em up so not quite like the streets of rage series on sega uh, but very similar to it you know you had the The swarms of bad guys that would approach you or whatever and then you'd have to beat them up but it had a lot of platforming aspects you know jumping to different planes etc and unlike pretty much every x-men game that came before it it didn't cost you your health to use your mutant abilities it was like i want to say it was a capcom game but i could be wrong but whoever it was finally cracked the code like hey x-men fans want to use their characters mutant abilities and you had like a bar that you could charge up to unleash a more powerful mutant ability attack. But for the most part you were able to use them nonstop. And like my favorite characters were always like Cyclops or Gambit because they had those long ranged attacks. Uh, But ultimately the acro, I guess the agility, I was going to say the acrobatics of Wolverine and Nightcrawler, but the agility of Wolverine and Nightcrawler kind of made those two my favorites. I was to this day, it's one of the games I still have for my Sega Uh, I would always love to be Nightcrawler and teleport behind a bad guy and then, like, jump kick him. And that was how I would usually defeat most of the bad guys. And I also loved how they did Wolverine's healing factor in this one, too. Lots of fun. You get to go to all kinds of weird places like the Savage Land or Asteroid M, and you got to square off against the Brood and the Phalanx. So interesting interesting games eventually one of the cool things about x-men Two: the clone wars as well is once you got through like the savage land level uh magneto can join your team as a playable character so that was really cool too Uh, and i liked those ones better than the uh, super nintendo x-men games that had like um, mutant rain and mutant apocalypse and there were a couple others i think Uh, that had come out on the Super Nintendo, but those ones weren't quite as good. I actually thought that even though they they were on the Super Nintendo, which had superior graphics, they actually didn't look as crisp. For whatever reason, the aspect was off, and so the gameplay was, like, zoomed in on the character, and that made jumping and anticipating bad guys a lot harder. Like, it was a lot... It was zoomed further out for the Sega Genesis, and I think that gave the advantage to the player because you were able to see more of the level. Uh, So X-Men and X2, The Clone Wars, also honorable mentions. Of course, my favorite X-Men game series, X-Men Legends and X-Men Legends 2 that came out on the GameCube, PS2, and original Mm -hmm. Xbox. Uh, These games came out in 04 and 05, so back-to-back, and they were friggin' phenomenal. Uh, It was kind of like a cross between like uh oh gosh what was that game called gauntlet i think uh it was like gauntlet mixed with like a little bit of rpg so that you can level up your characters but it also had aspects of like the baldurs gate dark alliance uh and a couple of the other baldurs gate like platforming games it was like a platformer rpg but it was told in like top down 3d Uh, but then it also you can form like you had there were like 15 different playable characters some that you started out with others that you unlocked as you progressed and like i said you can level them all up the storyline was engrossing it was a long game Uh, not too long i mean you can get through it in like 20 hours if you play it quickly but usually it takes like 30 to 40 hours to beat because you want to maximize your characters and kind of explore for some of the unlockables and the levels but really engrossing storyline of Magneto and the Brotherhood were villains as they should be, but also this uh, mutant hating zealot who was like in the government and had partnerships to create sentinels. So you're trying to prevent a mutant war from breaking out, but you're also trying to prevent a war breaking out between humans and mutants. And so you're fighting sentinels and you're fighting evil mutants. And it was awesome. There were different Combinations that you can do. You can team up with other members on your squad to do uh, fusion attacks. It was great. And X Men Legends 2, which was Rise of Apocalypse, was very much the same. It had a lot of the features of X Men Legends, but it actually improved them. It's rare that you have a sequel that takes everything great from the first game. And then fixes everything that was wrong with it and gives you this complete package. But the gameplay, very similar, pretty much the same thing, only now the X Men and the Brotherhood were teamed up to take on Apocalypse. And eventually, after like the second part of the game, like there's like five acts, and after like Act Two, uh, Apocalypse actually takes over New York and the Age of Apocalypse begins. And now you can actually unlock Age of Apocalypse costumes, which was awesome. Uh, Age of Apocalypse. Uh, still to this day one of my favorite x-men storylines came out back in 1995 just a really ambitious something that you hadn't seen before even in the x-books was awesome and a game that was pretty much based on that storyline very cool uh, i love forming a team of cyclops Grey, wolverine and nightcrawler that was always a great team uh, sometimes i switch i would switch them out and I would have like Wolverine and Nightcrawler, and then I would have like Rogue and Coloss or um, Juggernaut actually, because I love the Age of Apocalypse Juggernaut, who's like Monk Juggernaut. Oh, so cool! Great game, fun gameplay. So those are probably uh, my honorable mentions. And my last honorable mention here. This is not a Wolverine specific, but in Lego Marvel Superheroes number one, uh, Wolverine was an early unlockable character. He's a character that you get to play in. Uh, play as in a lot of the story mode missions and my favorite level in that whole game is the x-men level where you have to play through the x-mansion is such a great game uh, lego marvel superheroes one because it has x-men i haven't even picked up lego marvel superheroes two because for me no x-men no buy uh, but yeah uh, lego marvel superheroes number one for the x-men level and for the playable wolverine so that covers it for X uh, Wolverine in video games and Wolverine co-starring in X-Men video games. Uh, like I said, a fairly short episode. And, Bubs, I hope you liked it. Um, those of you who are gamers, reach out to me on Twitter. Let me know what games you're looking forward to on what platforms. Let me know what your favorite X-Men games are, your favorite Wolverine games. I'm sure there's some I missed. Uh, Children of the Atom, uh, the X-Men Mutant Academy series. I mean, there's so many games out there that I didn't really get to cover so let me know what your favorites were I'm on twitter at and snicked the name of the show t-a-l-k-i-n-s-n-i-k-t or you can reach out to me through email talk at gmail.com t-a-l-k-s-n-i-k-t bubs if you like the show and want to do your part to support it there are ways that you can do that and it doesn't cost you a dime first off is let your friends know if you like the show have them listen to it chances are if you're listening to this show it's because you're a wolverine fan and if you're a wolverine fan you probably have friends that are also wolverine fans so let them know tell them to check out the show tell them to follow me on twitter uh, tumblr even that's one way you can help me grow listenership to the show and grow the show uh, also, if you want to do even more, that also is free to you. Uh, rate and or review the show on whatever podcast app you use to listen. I listen to all my podcasts on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, so that's usually the one that I'm most involved with. But Google Play, Stitcher, I know I'm on both of those, and those are pretty big platforms as well as some other like third-party platforms that are able to pull in the feeds. So whatever platform you're listening to this on that lets you rate and review, go ahead and do so. It'll really help the show, and it'll really help the show grow. Um, If you are financially blessed and would like to bless the show financially, you can check out my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash I have a link to it down below in the show notes. Uh, You can go on there. For those of you that don't know what Patreon is, it is a website where you can pledge your hard-earned cash to help support the show monetarily. And if you do so, there are certain perks. I have four different tier levels, $1, $2, $5, and $10 levels, all of which come with different perks. Some of them even come with tangible benefits, benefits that you can hold in your hand so jump on over to patreon.com talk and snicked and see what you can do to help the show see how you can join the talk and snicked community bubs if you like the music in the show then make sure you stay tuned all the way through to the end because i have some exclusive music from my pal retcon x he's an extremely talented musician He does music inspired by the X-Men, and he did a piece for me inspired by Wolverine. It's a track called Back from the Dead. So again, stay tuned and check out that track in its entirety. If you like it, you want to find out more about what Retcon X is all about, check out his website. I've linked to it in the show notes, or you can check out his website or his Patreon account. uh, Also links in the show notes. Uh, I listen to his music on Apple Podcasts, but I know that he has a YouTube channel. He's got a Spotify playlist, so you can check him out there. He recently, and within the last week recently, released a new track inspired by Dazzler to celebrate her little one-shot that just came out and her return to X-Men comics as a member of the Astonishing X-Men. So do make sure you check his stuff out. He is extremely, extremely talented. So, Bubs, that is it for the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Bubs.